0: everybody, this is Kelly Dixon, um, back at you with the Breaking Bad Insider Podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about episode 505 today, which is called Dead Freight. Um, I'm here with Vince Gilligan, as usual. Hello. I'm here with our uh, the, the writer and director of this episode, George Mastris. Hello. I'm here with our producer uh, that handles post-production, Diane Mercer. Hello. And I'm here with a really special guest. Um, This is uh, uh, Jen Carroll, our research assistant. That's your title, right? Script
1: coordinator. Script
0: coordinator slash research assistant. Writers PA slash research assistant, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Jen Carroll is actually, I don't know if you guys remember a couple podcasts ago, I mentioned that uh, there was this great article about her and uh, our writer's assistant, Gordon um they had an article about doing all the research and so she has been gracious enough to join us today so great to have you jen
1: thanks kelly awesome (laughs) to be here
0: So,
2: she wasn't well, actually gracious. So we made her do it. Yeah, <laughs> we made her do it. Yeah.
0: But she But did it's a, fun now. But she yeah. did a
3: lot of research on this uh episode. So yeah. uh, it's very proud that she's here. I totally want her a here. A lot of train research, a lot of train Jen, heist research. Jen was actually
0: our post uh our <clears throat> post PA last year. So I in fact last year I saw her every day, many times a day. This year I hardly see her at all because she's downstairs working with you guys all the time and she cannot leave the office <laughs> but i'm so glad to see you again jen it's so great to see your face again you know more often
1: <laughs> thanks kelly
0: now i'm like finished embarrassing you now i'm gonna embarrass vince gilligan yeah so vince
2: conan last
0: night conan
2: conan o'brien i was on the conan i was on the conan show last night it was awesome it was uh, uh absolutely uh, flattering as hell and he is a, a big fan uh, literally and figuratively, he's a tall guy. He's a tall drink of water, and he is uh, a very sweet guy and uh, uh, smart as a whip. And I'm not just saying that because he's a huge fan of Breaking Bad, but but he is a huge fan of Breaking Bad. And um, he and his crew, his producers, uh, his his uh, all the folks that work on the Conan show could not have been nicer. It was uh, I was nervous as hell, but uh, they, they made it uh, as easy as possible, and it was uh, a real. I just I had no idea that uh, that would ever happen. I'd ever be on one of the late night talk shows and because they are typically, you know, you see the folks in front of the camera, not behind it, but it was uh it was a real treat. I had well, a yeah. really good time.
0: He he said, he goes, I'm a writer and I wanna know who came up with this this idea. <laughs> I wanna know I wanna see the guy yeah, who came he, up with this. Well he
2: was he's very much a a fan of the show and we're we're so lucky to have him as a fan of the show. And then they also have something called the Team Coco Podcast. Which I also did, uh, and that was a lot of fun too. That was uh, hosted by a couple of guys, a guy named Aaron and a guy named RJ, who were just very cool. Team Coco. Team Coco is is okay. is his. I don't know if that's the official name of the production company, but he he has a team. I need a team. I want a team. Yeah. You
0: have a team.
2: Yeah, but what what do I call it? Uh, yeah, I want a cool name. Like, yes, I do have a team. I have a great team, but I need <laughs> I need a name we're, though. We're like called, Team Coco. We're, we're
0: called the Islanders.
2: Because of Gillian's yeah. Island? Wow.
0: That's kind of cool. That's more of a white homer, though. Just I came right up with that like that. All right. That's wow. good. That's how quick I am now. That's good. All right. You have a team. Are you kidding I me? I do have a
2: team. I just want a cool name like Team Coco. Oh, okay. Islanders but, is okay, but that sounds like a hockey team. It,
0: well, it, it kind of is. is a it's hockey is team. Right. It kind of is I a know. hockey team. All right. So. We'll, we'll come up with something. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Jen, come up with something, okay? Um, <laughs> But, you know, so you looked really good in that, your new suit. Thank you. You know, you got that new suit going on. I was That's wearing really, pants really, really for nice. once, which <laughs> is
2: not typical for me because they tend to chafe. <laughs> and I have the skin condition. But I wore pants, you, right? and it was fun. <laughs> Did
3: they give you makeup?
2: Uh, yeah, I had a lot of makeup on. You I had, had your of,
0: going out glasses on, too. I
2: had my uh, my Sunday go to church glasses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very, uh, very,
0: very spiffy.
2: I don't. T- I typically wear the, the, the monocle in one eye like Colonel Klink. But when I'm on TV... <laughs> It's good to have, you know, a lens in, over both eyes. Yeah, so, it doesn't yeah. make you look weird. Yeah, but uh, yeah, a lot of makeup. They put you a lot of, because, you know, they don't want you looking greasy and zitty. Well, you look,
0: and, very, you look very natural, yeah. I thought.
2: Thank you. They, they, I thought you look good. Thank you. I, I was, like,
0: waiting for you to get tangled up in the curtain, too. I, well, Holly good. said the same thing. <laughs> My
2: girlfriend Holly said, I was just praying you weren't going to fall and, like, land in your face.
3: Aren't you afraid you're going to, like, start sweating profusely, too? I, would, I was like, you know. They, Do keep they it give very you some kind of anti for that I, Yeah like like sweat would be dripping down
2: your yet. forehead or something and, and yeah, I got to yeah. tell you it was about <laughs> 103 in the valley yesterday it was supposed to be 107 uh, uh. later this oh, yeah, week Oh no it was, 100, seems, it, was Ooh, it was 110 in my house 110 but, uh no, it is they keep it like a refrigerator in there, and so you're glad them, you're yeah. glad of that yeah. because you know, I tend to sweat <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, I'm a sweater or
3: all right on <laughs> it, so so, like so now
0: I'm up for the big question: What is this fainting thing all the time I've known you? I never heard this story, so expound
2: he, uh, okay, well yeah i uh, I because uh, Conan O'Brien, if you didn't see it, he said, uh so I hear. Because it's in the Rolling Stone article too, apparently. Oh, uh, not a. Which comes it, out when? It's already out. Oh, okay. Well, you I haven't seen it, it, it? It's awesome.
0: No, I haven't picked. I've seen the little promo that they did on, on uh, I think there's a little promo they did on their website where they've got pictures of Aaron and Brian holding a lamb. It's yeah. very cute. I don't know where
2: the lamb wound up because it's, that's, I don't think the lamb's the on The lamb's it. not on the cover. Oh, yeah. but the, this, go, go out and look thing,
0: for yeah. it, people. It's, a, it's on a really Rolling good... Stone's website. It's a video about, like, the behind the scenes of that shoot, and they're holding this little baby lamb, and yeah. you're just like, oh, I, I very, don't know yeah. what the lamb has to do with anything. But I think it's,
3: <laughs> lamb was not hurt. Lamb was fine. Or,
0: oh, no, the lamb yeah. was very sweet. Yeah, yeah. But anyway,
2: <laughs> good, so good. so the
0: fainting thing. Well, anyway, yeah, the
2: faint um yeah, um I have a very weak stomach. I I don't like uh, which and that was the point he made on on the show last night and because it seems very odd that a person who would who would create a show in which there are some extreme moments of violence like uh Victor getting his throat cut, which by the way that was the hardest one for me personally to watch. Or, or Victor getting his throat cut by Gus, or Gus getting half his face blown off, or, or a tub of goo, you know, acid, away <laughs> goo that used to be a human being things. coming through the ceiling. <laughs> I, I got this thing about bleeding. Wow. It's not about blood per se. If there was a bunch of blood somewhere, I mean, I, I don't like I mean, none of that stuff is, is, you know, is pleasant. Mm-hmm. But the in real th- blood
3: you're okay with. It's just the fake blood that makes you faint. Yeah, well, that would be sad, wouldn't it? I'm afraid of caro syrup. That's what it is. Uh, I, I,
2: I don't like the idea of bleeding to death. I don't know who does, for that matter. But it, it, uh, I, I have been known when my blood sugar has been a little <clears throat> a kilter uh, to to faint in movies. Uh, it's usually a combination of things. If I've had it's really hot outside and I drank a giant big gulp, and then I go in and see some movie where there's some. And the more realistic the movie, that's what I meant last night. I said, it's always the weirdest movies. If it was some over-the-top, crazy, cartoony sort of thing with lots of blood and gore, it probably wouldn't bother me Mm -hmm. because I don't really believe any of it. But I mentioned that I passed out, this was about 20 years ago, there's a movie called Vincent and Theo, uh, the story of Vincent Van Gogh and his brother Theo, and Tim Roth played Vincent Van Gogh. And at the end, it wasn't the ear-cutting scene. It was actually the end of the movie. He shoots himself in a field shoots himself in the stomach and then wanders through town and he's just bleeding gouts wow. of blood. And, <laughs> and it was seemed very realistic to me and I passed out. <laughs> and my girlfriend was with me. We just started dating at the time. I passed out a couple times in front of her. I don't know why she stuck with me. I swear to God, but passing out means basically my head goes clunk backward against uh, the chair or whatever. That's a, I don't know. If you've ever fainted before, try to avoid it if, you, if you've never done it. It feels really bad. It's a bad feeling cuz all the, when you
3: hit the ground hard.
2: Cuz you get all <laughs> clammy and you get tunnel vision yeah. and you're like oh shit here it comes and then yeah. bam and then you, it and it usually only lasts for like <clears throat> literally 2 3 seconds and then you're wow. back but it, then you feel like ugh, you feel lousy for like an hour afterward. Wow. It's a bad feeling. Anyway, so that is my uh, that is that is my secret shame and uh, <laughs> and it was it is odd that I would do a show like this but when you're doing it when you see you know the the blood tubes and the fake blood and you see how the sausage is made as it were you see how how all these effects are created they're not as real to you although having said that in the in the editing room uh over and over again watching victor get his throat cut i had a just that i dreaded every time we had to in a mix or a Spotting session or whatever, had to watch that yet again. It's like ugh. And Jesus. that
3: premiere, we did have a fainting at that, didn't we? we it, did. was, it, w- yeah. you, it was wasn't. It was not me. I'm happy.
2: That, that would have been great if you if you fainted at your own premiere. That would have been. That would have <laughs> been. I wouldn't have blamed anyone for yes. saying that was uh, yeah. that was a publicity stunt. Uh-huh. But no, it well, we had a a young woman faint uh, who probably someone like me who probably didn't have enough food in her stomach or blood sugar was a little askew. And and it's disturbing. I mean, you know, I give blood. I I haven't been for a while. I've been so busy. But I, I, I got in the habit of going to the Red Cross to give blood, A, because it's a very good thing to do for your fellow people and it's a good habit to get into, period, for everybody out there. but. I had selfish reasons as well. I was trying to cure myself of fainting. Cause I've, <laughs> oh, no. God damn it, if I hadn't fainted giving blood before, too. Although uh, I learned the secret was to go with a full stomach. You need to have a lot of food in your stomach. Same thing with, like, getting seasick. You want to have a full stomach. You don't want to have an empty stomach. Hmm. You don't get as seasick hmm. with, an empty sto- uh, with a full stomach than an empty one. Huh. You know, little factoids, uh, you know. <laughs> because, uh, you know uh you know i've got all kinds of medical know. expertise yeah. here that I, I want to impart to people yeah okay so yeah, and by the way everyone's tuned out completely yeah, yeah. <laughs> by now. i wanted on, to hear about the, the freight train they're
0: hanging on your everywhere okay. let's talk before about all this crap get, before we get into the real thing i i've been it's kind of been like a little theme sort of this year because i have so many writers in the room uh because we don't have our actors so much uh, they're all busy, right? They're all pretty busy, and they just can't seem to get in here to schedule? Or they just don't well, want uh, to anymore?
4: Most of them are traveling right now because this is their break before we come back for the second part of the season. So yeah. they're most of them are traveling and... Um, Working on other projects and stuff like that. So
2: yeah, it's, it's pretty hard yeah, to get them here. It's hard to schedule uh, Brian and Aaron and all those yeah. folks. They they are hardworking. Not people. to say that also, we, we don't may like not them. get. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want them here.
0: Not to say that we may not have them for the other ones nah, this season. We may. Yeah, we're, we're, we're
2: hoping them. we will because they're always it's wonderful always to have yeah. all those folks. It was great having Anna on last week. We'll try to we'll try to keep uh, putting them into the mix yeah, uh, as much as possible. I
0: mean, uh, it's I mean, uh, not to not to keep going on about this there for all you guys out there, but I mean, we, today is Wednesday. Uh, It's August the 8th, I believe. And this show airs in, you know, four days. (laughs) And so we we are, we have been really, really under the gun trying to get the shows done. Um, I just finished uh, my episode 508 last Friday. Um, so uh, we have been really, really trying to you know get these podcasts done so they can actually get out to you guys you know on Sunday evenings right after the show airs. And this is probably the closest that we've ever come to yeah. to putting it out. I mean, basically we have to record it and then I've got to edit it today and send it off for notes. And you know it's got to go. It's got to go.
2: Yeah, seasons past we've had them done weeks ahead of we've time.
0: We've had them, yeah. But this this season we've had no time. So yeah. when we try and schedule them, it's almost like hey. Let's do a podcast today, and so it's kind of hard to get our actors in.
2: That's also we why there's no video podcast this season, unlike what we did last year. Yeah, because we're just
0: we're just kind of getting it on the fly. But we we appreciate all you guys uh, bearing with us and listening. um So anyway, okay, um what I was going to say before was that I kind of made it sort of a theme this this season where you know what, since I have so many writers in the room, um George here who you know wrote and direct you lucky duck, um, uh, and Vince. Um, Uh, tell me can you tell me about when you first started when you first got here last november you started working you know what was this something that was on the big board saying we're going to rob a train or did this come out of you know after breaking episode three you're like hey maybe we should rob a train how did this come about
2: george help me out here because it all runs together in my head when did this was not from day one but when did we come up with this
3: yeah. I think that it just came up organically in the room. I mean, we were at a point where story-wise, I think I think getting methylamine was like a big big issue yeah. for for these guys stepping up their business and stuff. And um, you know, I think at one point it was talked about they were going to ro- rob like a freight truck, and then but we were like, you know, this is like uh, a, like this a is yeah, like something. a tractor trailer, yeah. and we were like, this is this is a western, and wouldn't it be great? I don't know. Someone just threw it out to be able to rob a train, and then it just—it yeah. sounded so crazy at the time. That I think it was kind of dismissed, and then this it was like so I think crazy. you just love the idea. It's like we yeah. just, you know, you know. I think we had helicopters involved at one point in the whole <laughs> thing, and we just started thinking big, and we're like, we got to do this train thing, and then you actually floated it out to Michelle, Michelle and, McLaren, and, who is our
2: wonderful uh, executive yeah. producer, who. Uh, Nothing stands in the way of Michelle when when she wants to...
4: Michelle is a train in her own way. (laughs) She is. (laughs) In the best way, in in the best way.
2: She's nothing... She's uh, unstoppable. No, She's unstoppable. We had an idea we threw around for a while that we were going to have a big Sikorsky sky crane helicopter, the kind the firefighters use, uh, with the giant uh, sort of the the elephant's uh, trunk sort of nozzle that hangs down underneath and we were going to have uh, the methylamine. <laughs> you, you never heard this? <laughs> and, the, and the methylamine is in a tanker in a, in a rail yard, and they rent this thing, and they uh, fly over, and uh, somebody un, un, unhooks the top off this thing, and then they dip the thing down in there and suck up all the methylamine like a giant <laughs> mosquito, yeah, and then awesome. fly away. <laughs> and we, I just, it, it, it is a credit to Michelle and to the, this amazing crew that, when I pitched that to her, that she didn't just laugh at <laughs> exactly. me and say, are you out of your freaking Let me make mind? some calls.
4: <laughs> and, <laughs> and let's see. That's what Michelle does. We, we she mm-hmm. spent an
2: afternoon Never. looking into that. Yeah. Looking right. into, uh, She called a guy named Steve Stafford, a wonderful guy, uh, who she and I both took flying lessons from, uh, who's a wonderful pilot of both fixed wing uh, and helicopters, and uh, did all of our wonderful helicopter stunt work uh, on the X-Files. And, I think she was looking into pricing it out and all that. And then we kind of realized that was probably not the way to go for story reasons as well as reasons right, of right. logistics and doability. But right. damned if we didn't get this train.
3: Yeah, it's just, it. you know, it, uh, you know, it probably wouldn't have happened if it weren't for this spur line that existed built. Bill King was a, a train guy who actually runs this spur line between Santa Fe and and Lamy and Lamy, yeah, Lamy. A,
2: a wonderful. Uh, I want to give a shout out. You're right. I want to give a shout out to the uh, Santa Fe Southern Railroad, the SFSR, right. and Bill King is the general manager. And you can go to Santa Fe, New Mexico, down at the rail yard, down at the uh, the uh, train station, mm-hmm. which is a, a wonderful renewed area of town in which there are. Nice uh, restaurants and art galleries and whatnot, and you can go to the old train station and you can take a an excursion. If you if you like this episode, and I'm I'm sure hoping you, you did, and you find yourself in Santa Fe, you can ride that very same train. Uh, it won't have box cars and and tanker cars on it. It'll have passenger cars, but they typically the bulk of their 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 uh, money comes in through uh, operating that excursion train right. between San Santa Fe and and Lamy and Lamy. How far you drove me every day there, Jen. How far to Lame? We almost made it to Lamey every day where we were
1: Exactly, we made it to Lamey. Was we always got lost getting back? It was about thirty minutes.
2: Is that, yeah. yeah, so maybe. Yeah, so was like an hour two. to Santa
1: Fe, and then from we're saying Santa Fe to to the set was probably. 30
3: yeah.
2: Minutes. yeah, yeah, so maybe 15, 20 miles. That's the whole thing. Yeah, so this excursion when you're on the as the as the train as the train rolls, I was about to say as the crow flies, but as the train anyway uh you could take this excursion train uh it takes an afternoon or half a day or a quarter of a day or something and i would highly recommend it uh bill king and his engineers and his staff and his crew are a great bunch of people it's an old locomotive uh-huh. built in the 50s uh and uh it's, it's beautiful. beautiful beautiful country
3: beautiful country yeah and you can actually you know i think because when we were out there scouting it around you could see every once in a while the train would go by and you know, that people can stand out in the box car so you can be out there in, the, in right. the fresh air and everything and and not only
2: if you yeah. go do this and it sounds like I'm doing a commercial but I feel like I I I should because they were so very good to us and 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 uh, it's the least we could do is give them a shout out because they were so good to us this episode would not exist if not yeah. for them but yeah. uh if you go do this you're riding along that you'll go through that same stretch where we sure. shot the, we shot the episode
3: Sharon sure. there's actually been some kind of famous movies in the past that were shot there. that's right,
2: right. apparently uh, bill was telling us uh yeah butch cassidy and the sundance kid
3: right right
2: the, the scene what was the scene
3: i think it was the scene where uh they actually uh, jumped off this sort of cliff face and you'll see you'll probably see that cliff face in the in the uh, episode they jumped off onto the moving train and that was in yeah butch and sundance and so yeah. we used we used that part of that exact stretch um and uh, yeah, now it's uh, it's got a little bit of movie history there too.
2: Yeah, all kinds of movie history.
0: Okay, so in the writers' room, you say, okay, no helicopter, but we're going to rob a train. Right, right.
2: Well, and, and for a while there, we we figured the train was too expensive. For, so for a, a few days there, it was it was about robbing a tanker trailer, a tractor okay. trailer, a, a, yeah,
0: like a truck,
2: a truck, okay. Yeah. Which um, would, would have been cheaper, although not, believably, be, believe it or not, not as much cheaper as you would guess.
3: Which helped.
5: Which I was very excited
3: for, about, because I was so, really hoping for the train, and when yeah, I came back too. to the truck, it was yeah, but, not, yeah, not that get, much don't cheaper. Get, don't yeah.
0: get too far, because my next question is, George, uh-huh. probably I'm assuming that before the season started, you went to Vince and said, hey, dude, I want to direct. Yes,
3: absolutely. But you
0: had no idea that this would be. I did not. Do you go to him and you know? Forgive me if this is the wrong way to ask this question, but do you go to him and say, "I want to direct one of my episodes"?
3: I think. You know, it's I didn't say that given, in particular, obviously. but it's sort of a given just because okay. you, you really understand the script better and it yeah. just makes more okay. sense.
0: So yeah. you knew yeah. the rotation of your writers, who was going to write, when, at well, what point? The question
2: or? the question was, can we work it into the schedule and whatnot? Uh, uh, George was the f- – we have in our final 16 episodes of which you have now, if you're listening to this, you've seen five of the final 16. you got mm-hmm. 11 more to watch. Uh, in our final 16 um, – George uh, directed. Obviously, as you've seen, just did a hell of a great job. Uh, you've never directed before. No,
3: no, yeah, it was did, quite a quite a oh, you, big you one to take on for the you, first to cut your teeth on. No it was great. I couldn't have asked for a better a better one to uh, yeah, bet. to start out with. <laughs> yeah. it, it, this this
2: this episode was formidable in every sense. You did a hell of a job. It, this was not. This is not uh, a typical episode to start a director on for the first time, but you did a bang-up job. (laughs) So was great. But George came to me, and uh, uh, Peter Gould, who did direct last season, Mm -hmm. he's going to direct again in these final, as I say, these final 16, and uh, Sam Catlin. Uh, That'll be his first time ever directing.
3: And then I forget Tom, who's directing. um, And Tom
2: Schnauz, who you will see his episode. (laughs) Tom Schnauz wrote and directed uh, episode seven in two weeks. You'll see that. And all you guys, I'll be real honest here on this podcast. I wanted all you guys to be able to direct, but it scared me that all of you were coming to me saying, "Hey, yeah. we want to direct" cuz you know, for very selfish reasons, I, you know, unknowns can be scary. Unknown quantities can be uh, a scary uh you know uh, thing. And also having you guys in the writers' room is always to my benefit, selfishly. Mm. Versus being away for a month or so directing an episode, right. the, the writers' room gets a bit decimated. But having said that, uh, so far so good. Well, I mean, it's yeah,
3: it's just uh, it, it's you know with with Michelle McLaren and Michael Slovis out there too, we get a, a, tons of support. So it's just a great place for your. Your first stab at it, to
2: yeah. Well, to so, to great support, but you you kicked it in the butt, man. You did a great yeah, oh, job. Thanks, thanks.
0: Okay, so so he comes to you and says, "I want to direct," yep. and you're like, "Okay, fine, direct." And you know you know which one he's going to do, but you, at that point, you didn't. No, know No, you who don't was even know at train. that
2: point which one. You don't even know which number it's going to be. Actually, oh, really? no. Michelle McLaren and uh, Melissa Bernstein, uh, and and uh, probably Diane as well. You're like this. You're the schedule maven. You're like a <laughs> genius at scheduling. Uh,
4: they, the director's schedule, I, I don't have as much to do with unless there's uh, <clears throat> unless they see a post problem, which did happen with Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, they were concerned about Ryan's availability and stuff like that. So, yeah, they'll, they'll ask me, you know, this person has these obligations and can we fit them in? And, yeah, they're really the ones that kind of plan it all out and then I'll, I'll contribute to yeah. some of that.
2: But I have nothing to do with that. Uh, 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 Michelle and Melissa and Diane tell me, they say to me, here here's the schedule, they show it to me, here's why we're thinking... George, for instance, should be here because uh, uh, the previous episode we've got Ryan Johnson, who's done one before, and we know what to expect from him. And the one after that is uh, uh, Colin, Colin Buxy yeah. who's also. So you, you want to when you have a first time director, even if it's someone who's directed a lot of TV, but just not your TV, not your show. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of an unknown factor, and, and so so <laughs> have they. No idea. They, they, huh? <laughs> 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 no idea. Uh, but do you want to you want to there's an art to making schedules it's an art that i do not a skill i do not possess but uh, that's why i've got great people telling me what the lineup should be and i just say yeah sounds good to me so
0: so you, at that point you knew you're directing and you probably knew you're writing number five right. and then they give you the schedule so you're directing number five at which point did you know that it was going to be probably the biggest episode we've done so far
3: um. Not until kind of a couple of weeks. A few we weeks before I started, right? Off? As we are boarding. I mean, yeah, and as I was, yeah. Did it absolutely. scare you? Uh, it excited me. <laughs> it was uh, definitely, it got a little scarier as we moved toward, okay, it's time to do this because I could feel that. You know, I, there was so much support, but you could definitely also feel like it was, like, Failure oh, my God, we have, like, we have like our biggest episode and the first-time director, so there was a lot of, like, and forces 500 saying, God, did people. we make the right decision? No one ever said that to me, but you kind of feel like things were, like, you know, so that, you know, but it was, you know, well, you uh, know I took it on as a challenge, and I was really... Really excited to have such a great episode. You
4: were so prepared. You were so prepared. You, I did. You, you, you I went down really there.
3: I, I actually spent a little more time prepping than you normally would. Yeah. I went out there twice just to look at the train area and to figure out how I wanted to shoot it. And that's in addition to the regular prep because I knew that, you know, I wouldn't. A, it was like kind of far away from Albuquerque as it was. So I knew I wouldn't be able to spend a lot of time out there. Uh, otherwise and also it was really helpful to talk to the train guys and to understand what it would be like and to look at the train and figure stuff out beforehand It because it was such a big episode it was very helpful to spend a little more time prepping than you would on you yeah. know, a lot of smaller episodes. But yeah.
2: Prior planning yeah. prevents poor performance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's true. And also exactly. you had uh, the amazing Nina Jack. Nina was Nina, yeah. yeah your first AD, your first yeah. assistant director who is brilliant. Right. And we, uh, just like we couldn't have done this without Michelle right. and, and Melissa and the rest of the crew, uh, we couldn't have absolutely, this. and, and Michael Slovis got mm-hmm. those, couldn't have done it without Michael. But it, this could not have happened without our uh, AD, Nina. Who absolutely.
3: Just, and the logistics on it were just a lot more complicated than, because we had a whole extra unit, too, that was shooting. Yeah. When I was shooting the main unit, uh, Michelle had to take, you know, because it, it was stretched out so much and there were so many different things going on. It's like, we had to have more cameras working than normal, and so logistically it was it was kind of I'm it was I'm sure it was just a huge task for her to, to oh. figure out how to shoot this all. Especially just the train stuff had to be shot all in five days, and it's then like everything else working. in. Planning
2: the D-Day invasion, right. but but not now not five days. For people keeping score, we were out because I was out there too. Four days, four days, four shooting days out there. Yeah, no four because it started off we in uh, the beginning. Oh, of because weekend, Monday was
3: travel. Yeah, Monday yeah. was. Yeah, because I, I remember, yeah, I shot at the Schrader House Monday, and then we drove up Monday night, and right. then Friday was, yeah.
2: But four uh-huh. days, dawn to dusk, uh, or an hour after dawn to an hour before dusk, something like that. I mean, you, it, mm-hmm. no lighting out there. Probably a little bit of supplemental lighting, uh, supplemental HMIs or whatnot that mm-hmm. Michael and his guys set up but for close-ups and whatnot. But you were really, when the sun went down, there was no more shooting out yeah, there. Yeah, so it was
3: so. running gun and.
2: And I thought originally the, the original uh, schedule was something about we originally talked about you being out there two days. No mm. one, no one ever thought it'd be a, a day's worth of work. And then quickly it became three days, and then and it even more quickly days. it became four days. Right. At four days, I remember, just even then, just r- r- the feeling of everyone running for their lives. Yeah. For, all, all that entire time,
3: and you know that locomotive is from the '50s, and the, the very first day it kind of broke down. It
2: didn't. It didn't kind of broke down. <laughs> it broke. It, it broke, broke down, and, it and then the it was just <laughs> that's
3: the first day. So then everything had to get rescheduled overnight, and the schedule changed around. And then it was just it was already going to be running gun, but when when I lost a lot of the moving train stuff that was going to shoot the first day. Oh yeah. It just set it back. Even that much more, and so yeah. So that was also something
2: that oh, that's we scary. had to deal with. <laughs> that scared the hell out of me. Yeah. You got that great. The <laughs> it was like, of course,
3: the train <laughs> broke down. <laughs> it was like, and that was the first. Is the morning, it was like right at lunch. You know, it was like right, boom, the very, the very first day.
2: But Bill and his guys, God bless them, they, they worked was, all night. They worked all night. It was like four in the morning. They, they, mm-hmm. they got a governor in. It was some sort of a throttle governor. He explained it to me. I'm going to get it all wrong now, but he. He and his guys got it in, got in a spare from Texas or Colorado. or mm. I don't know where the hell you would find a spare for this thing. And then spent all night long putting it in themselves. Because right. these guys are not just engineers. They're engineers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. They, they don't just know how to run the train. They know how to fix it and all that kind of stuff. So. Exactly.
0: So, so yeah. let me jump back a little bit because I'm curious, Jen, at which point did they come to you? And what kind of research did Jen have to do for this episode? Yeah, talk about that, Jen.
1: Uh, a lot of the stuff that we did was Gordon and I the writer's assistant we looked up the methylamine process for how how we could make it work for George the putting the water in and then what amount of how fast is the water going to sink through the methylamine you know how much does the methylamine weigh versus how much does water weigh so we had the numbers all right it was so much fun i uh and then making we, my head spin we totally. spent a lot of time talking to this retired hazmat train specialist out of D.C. Um, who wrote the book on hazmat trains to try and figure out a lot of what the, uh, what the signage should be on the trains and just get all the details right about where the tanker car had to be because it has to be six cars back from the front of the locomotive so we knew how far the trestle bridge oh. had to be from the crossroads. It was, it was wow. great. And George did so much research with Bill King on, on set, and so did Michelle. So they were trained experts by the time we shot.
3: <clears throat> Absolutely. I mean, even little things like, what does a, tr- a boxcar number look like? You know, that stuff, it's just, we, we wanted that to be accurate. Instead of just sticking a number up there. You know, there's a certain combination of letters and what the letters mean and the numbers, and we want everything to be really accurate, and, and Jen really helped a lot on that. And,
2: Damn. Talk about uh, the graffiti, and talk about the great uh, job uh, Mark Freeborn uh, oh God, uh, and, yeah. and his wonderful crew did uh, production design-wise. Right. With the, talk about the graffiti. I mean, if
3: if anyone out there ever, ever you know, notices when you watch a train go by, there are rarely do you ever see a boxcar that's not decked with graffiti. And, of course, the, we got real box cars, And they had them coming from Texas, too, which was an issue because they were coming in, like, the day before we were shooting because it's so much money to actually rent these things. And so we had boxcars, we had tanker cars, and we got them. And, of course, they were all covered with graffiti. And uh, so our guys had to paint. And we had, like, 12, 13 cars, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's, you know... It's really, I mean, it's not like you normally you see stuff on TV and you have like four or five cars. We had we had a large train and they had to paint all of them. Well, and, and, and this uh, is
2: an interesting point because they didn't have to paint them because we discussed, because as you just started with, and you're right, right. in real life, these things are constantly covered with graffiti. Mm-hmm. But we had the discussion, and I think at one point I was, I was fine with them being covered with graffiti. Right. But then oddly enough, and I, I can't even believe this, this is how crazy our litigious society. No, to, it's, we a, clear, couldn't, we had clear, you have clear to clear the, the graffiti. That was the, the problem. With the goddamn graffiti artists. Yeah. yeah. Because they're the owners of that intellectual property or whatever. That was the, yeah, exactly. So, so it wasn't a matter of, gee, it's not believable there's graffiti on these things. It's, it's, we'd have to, we can't get clearances on all these Got to chase all these little rat bastards down and get them to sign exactly. exactly. in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know,
5: uh,
3: yeah, otherwise we would have left the graffiti on there for sure. But um, yeah, but yeah, some of having said anyway.
2: that, and it was an awful lot of work uh, that our our wonderful crew did getting rid of it. I'm glad it goes without graffiti because a, I don't want to give these guys a bunch of free publicity. Yeah, you know, but but b, uh, this company, our 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 our, our mythical or our, 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 our uh, fictional company, Madrigal, they feel like. They'd run a tighter ship exactly. or, or train, mm. yeah. Rather, yeah. <laughs> then, you know, it shouldn't all be covered with graffiti. So
3: right, right, right. Um, and yeah, it was a matter. Of, you know, we really learned about these these tanker cars. They're really interesting things and different valves they use, and and um, you know how you can open them and close them. And we made sure that was all kind of very accurate, even down to there, like these little security. You'll see yeah, the little security tags, tags yeah. on the uh, on the valves and on, on that are attached to the bolts, and that's all stuff that. Uh, that you know, we we picked up by with with the research and actually going there and climbing up on those things and nice. looking at them and yeah. So we actually went to a couple train yards too to look at these things and
0: yeah. nice. Well, okay, so uh, let's jump back a little bit in the episode. Um, uh, in the previous episode in five hundred four, we found out that there was a, a, G- a, a GPS tracker on the barrel of methylamine. So we have Walt going in and bugging Hank's office. I loved it that you made him cry. It was just when when, uh, my assistant Mel and I watched the episode the other day, we were just laughing because it's like it makes Hank so uncomfortable. He's like so upset and freaking that Walt is going to cry in his office. And, of course, it's a whole ploy, you know. Or is
2: it? How much of it is a ploy? I mean, yes, it is a ploy. (laughs) But, I mean, we had that discussion in the writer's room. How much of, you know, the best actors – and Brian Cranston is, you know, that, that describes Brian Cranston. But well, Walt is a great actor. But Walt <laughs> is a great actor. Walt is as good an actor, if not better, than Brian Cranston is. In a sense, I mean, this is where it gets real meta, you know. But yeah. but Walter uh, Brian Cranston is the, the, the best guy alive, you know, acting wise. And yet Walt Walter White, you know, could win an Oscar for his his machinations and his abilities. But but what is he? You know, a good actor will base his or her performance on some kind of inner truth or whatever is—is is how much of this is—is is Walter White really feeling that allows him to cry these crocodile tears? How how much of them are crocodile tears? And in fact, how much of this is real? That these feelings he's drawing on, you know. So we had those discussions. Yeah, on I mean that.
3: everything, you know, all that stuff he said to Hank was true. So I mean, he did, you know.
2: That's the like Tyler was yeah. not in
3: love with him anymore and she did say he was a bad so he's just recanting the truth. And, yeah,
2: you know, that's the genius yeah. of this guy mm-hmm. that his ability to lie, his genius is that mm-hmm. as with a lot of the great lies in the world, the great lies as I say always contain a, at least a kernel of truth. Yeah. There's a lot of truth American. in Walt's lies these days.
0: So it gets this bug onto this photo of uh, Hank and Marie, right? right? And, and so now he can listen and of course they next go and listen because you know of course they need to know about this gps tracker and we do find out that of course lydia did not put the g because they're ready to kill her for for doing it and of course we find out that that she did not that the idiots put them on all of
2: them um (laughs) well the the dea yeah they didn't have time to go in there with their hazmat suits and put them inside the barrel so they did the next best thing yeah so, uh,
0: so Lydia's pleading for her life, and uh, she's like, no, I, you know, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I told you. And then she gives them the plan. So how did that all, can you guys go a little bit into how you guys figured out how to basically get them? Obviously, the big idea was let's rob a train, but then you got to figure out how can we get those guys out there to rob the train.
2: God, there's so many... And it all runs together. It's like it must be like childbirth, you know. A lot of the pain in the writer's <laughs> yeah. room kinda of runs together. Although yeah. now that you're mentioning it, I do remember the original idea was that am I correct in remembering it this way? The original idea was that Lydia did indeed put the GPS on the barrel. Right? We we were under under that assumption for the longest time, and then she says, right. All right, so I did that. But I still you still want to keep me around because I know how to get you all this other methylamine. But then we kept bumping up against that right. saying, well, right. wait a minute, yeah, we should just kill that, her on yeah. principle. If she, <laughs> Isn't it better if the DEA actually did? So, but yeah. the, the breakthrough for us was we thought there were only two possibilities. There's a binary possibility, uh, array mm-hmm. of a binary array of possibilities, only two of them. It was either that, that Hank had left the GPS in the barrel and knew about it mm-hmm. or that or that, or that uh, uh, Lydia did, and then suddenly it dawned on us. And it was one of those breakthrough moments. Right. Wait, there's, a, there's a whole other third possibility. Some other faction of the DEA did this.
3: Put it on there, yeah. And
2: then, man, that was a nice moment. You right. love it when those moments are hard, are hard one. But then you get that moment, and you're like, oh shit, this makes sense. Right. Because if Lydia, because they're never going to forgive her, even you know, right. if she says, okay, by the all right, I oh, you mm. caught me, I did it. But, but hey, then
3: I, they were still going to kill her anyway, or Mike wanted to because she was completely useless and she had lost her she lost her usability, you know, your usefulness right. yeah. to them. And he still considered her a loose end which she is, which she and she is volatile yeah. and then Dangerous. she saves herself by coming up in the moment with this idea of I can still get you, I might not be able to get you barrels cause they're all tagged, but I can get you, I can ocean. Get you ocean, ocean of methylamine <laughs> and it'll solve your methylamine problem in one fell swoop. Then when they actually hear the plan, it sounds just as crazy to them as it did to us in the writers' room. Yeah.
5: But
2: it's then, like, it is—it's like, yeah. like I can get you all the gold you need. Fine. It's in a place in called Fort Knox, yeah. and all you have to do is go and rob it. And where's uh, my cut? And, yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> and it is—it is pretty true that it would be very, very difficult in this day and age to rob a freight train. But talking to Bill, talking to Bill King, <laughs> this idea of the dead zone is is. Truthful, and there are areas, and, wow. and if you if you research this, there are areas where the train loses all contact, and they call it dark territory, and uh, and so uh, this is what Lydia knew uh, that this was dark territory, and only really trained people would know where they are because right. yeah. they don't really advertise oh, yeah. where dark territory is. But actually, I think Bill was actually working on a technology. Uh, one of the things he does is an yeah. engineer yeah. to actually resolve the issues of dark territory well, one of the things he was working on he was saying That's cool. to resolve the issues of dark territory because there are areas where even there's no cell phone there's no satellite or anything it's just areas where the train loses contact wow. and uh it's a be problem satellite. and there's it does cause it has caused accidents and yeah. um yeah. and uh yeah
2: T- and, tell now, tell tell the audience why you didn't name the episode dark territory yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's a
3: great title but uh uh, I just plugged it into uh, uh, IMDB because I always like to make sure it hasn't been used before. And uh, there was a Steven Seagal Under Siege movie. Uh, I think it was like Under Siege 2 or 3 or something that was called. Under siege, three dark territory. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which would have okay. been
2: okay, except that it was about being on a train. It was
3: about they used this concept uh, of dark territory, and it was a yeah. p- plot point in the story, and and uh, we didn't derive it from that, and so uh, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah dead so. freight <laughs> is a great title. Dead Freight's
2: oh, a Freight's 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 good time. A yeah, title. I like dead freight. The dead
3: freight is actually actually is a, a a train term or a freight term too. Um, so it, it actually applies to. I guess when, when, when a freight car is empty, they call it dead freight. and Because usually you have to pay, even if the freight car is empty, the mm-hmm. person who's shipping stuff. Yeah. Um, and they call it dead, because you know, it's like dead weight or dead right. freight. It's just like completely empty stuff you have to pay for. Yeah. And, you know, some, something about emptying out this, this tanker car and stuff that seemed to be apropos. And then, of course, <laughs> dead because... There's
2: dead there's freight down. in that train. The first boxcar, uh, if you notice, like, the first box car is clearly empty. And they were all empty because you didn't want to carry a bunch of stuff around you don't need to. But but the guys tried like hell. The, that boxcar door was rusted open so completely that they were, our crew was banging on it with a sledgehammer. Right. They couldn't get that door shut. Oh, that right. was another yeah another uh, another never complication never that
3: went wrong the first day. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. So I had the a trade that's open. But, you know, sometimes they are open on actually. On of course. Actual
2: sometimes cars. there is indeed dead freight, uh, dead uh, yep. rolling stock that is not currently uh, right. full. So. Hey yeah, uh, we should hear we'll, from Diane about Yeah, the, we'll get to that. I just want okay, to keep right.
0: you know, a little bit more of the episode no offense, Diane. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> but um um I wanted to, I wanted you to talk a little bit about there's a missing scene. There's a there's a deleted scene that you guys didn't put in apparently because of time.
2: Yeah. Uh, the, the talks
0: that, where Walt does I guess I haven't seen it, unfortunately, but I heard a lot about it's it. It's
2: a cool scene. Um it's
0: about uh where Walt talks about Jesse James or something like that. Yeah, it's so. a
2: great scene George wrote and that we love, but we just didn't tell him about it. it, it you yeah. and 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 let me preface this by saying you will see it on the on the season 5 DVD as a deleted scene and it's it's one of those deleted scenes that's definitely worth watching. It was a shame to have to have mm-hmm. cut it. But
3: yeah, it's um a scene, it's sort of the quiet before the storm and we you see Walt's standing on top of this trestle bridge and they're waiting for the train to arrive and, and they're getting ready to go into the heist and everyone's all set. And uh, uh, Walt's in a certain mindset where he feels like, I don't know whether he's feeling his place in history or whatever, but he starts to to sort of uh, wax a little bit about the greatest train robberies in history and he goes through like a litany of like uh, the five biggest train robberies in history or something like that. And all general, real ones. Research, all yeah. real ones. And then he says that, you know, you know, these are all these are the greatest train robberies like money wise in history. But ours is ours is like bigger than all of them combined. And he he does this quick as he does his genius head. He does his quick mathematical calculation of if we're stealing X amount of 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 methylamine that translates into this amount, this much of meth. And I can, and we're going to sell that in the street for, I don't know how many millions of dollars. 300,
2: 300 yeah, million. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And that's greater than all the other, you know, train robberies combined. Yeah. So
1: because
2: yeah. um, the biggest in history, apparently uh, accounting for today's dollars, is something like 58 million. Right. I think that was the Great Train Robbery in 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 in, 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 uh, in the, the UK, UK. Or, yeah. Yeah. Was yeah.
0: this research that you had to do,
1: Jen? <clears throat> yeah, it was that was probably the most fun research of the episode because when George was writing it, he just shot me an email and was like, "Hey, can you make sure what we're saying is actually right? You know, send me some facts about the biggest train heists in history." So, I sent him a list of them and then tr- translated the money up to what it would be today and then it was, it's fun, but it's how true. How do you do that? How do you Good do the you figuring
2: out the money in different eras, how much it equals now? Is there some...
1: I was I went to a, a calculator online that I would I would, I knew from you know various articles I'd read about the history, how much money they got in what year, and then whether it was pounds or dollars. And so then I went to this um, just money calculator, and so you put in the original year, last year, and then the money amounts, and it tells you what it'd be worth today. <sighs>
2: How did anyone get anything done before the internet? I swear to God. Yeah.
1: How did
4: anyone It took like
1: four anywhere? times
2: as long. That's
4: right. <laughs> yeah, right? At least four times as Abacuses. long. Abacuses. Lexus nexus. I remember, <laughs> right.
2: That's Boston
0: University education working there. Yeah. Good for you.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and so Jesse, I remember one of them, one factoid in that scene was Jesse James was like a piker, relatively. Yeah. The, the biggest uh, train heist ever he did in today's dollars was like 58000
3: Right, right. Yeah. 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 So.
2: So um, then they, they
0: jump out and that's when you guys went on location uh, close to Santa Fe, um, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, you got to take your whole crew out there and, and be in the desert for days. Jen, you got to go. And, and so I just heard when we were, uh, right before we started this podcast, that, that Vince sent you on a little errand, which I'm still like in shock that you sent her on this errand.
2: We tied a bandana <laughs> around Jen's forehead and so said, I don't want you to come back until you've caught me a rattlesnake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Or been bitten
2: by one Or been me. bitten yeah. one or the other I didn't care which
1: No, here's Whatever. what's up Vince did a lot of shooting Vince had his 5D And we had so many cameras there And just because we had only four days out to shoot, Vince himself did a ton of B-roll, um, you know, wide shots of the train and stuff like that. So there was one time on the last day where Vince grabbed me in the camera and said, hey, let's let's go shoot some B-roll of the train. You watch for rattlesnakes. <laughs> Alright, but <laughs> what's bad about that is I am not really an authority on rattlesnakes, and we got out there, and we're, you know, 500 feet from Dusty, who is our actual rattlesnake wrangler who caught you know, bless him, he caught several snakes while we were out there on the tracks. And the first time I hear a bug or, you know, the wind and the cacti, I, you know, jump up and yell, I think there's a rattlesnake. He'll eh, it's probably fine.
2: <laughs> You're probably fine. And we were. <laughs> right. he had some
1: great <laughs> I would
0: have been like, no, yeah. I'm we have to stay here under the umbrella and, and drink a yeah. nice tea. But we, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we had so we had an editing room and not out there in production. Uh, was, Oof, no
2: we way. and you had to watch out for like gopher holes and stuff too. You could break your ankle oh, and yeah. you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff out there. But we, uh, <clears throat> you're right. That gentleman named Dusty, uh, who was our full Dusty was a man. He was our full-time rattlesnake mm-hmm. wrangler. We okay. also
3: had a tarantula wrangler on a different day.
2: Yeah, that's right. Did you I don't I didn't meet the tarantula right Uh,
3: there. yeah, he was great. I wanted to I, I still want to get a tarantula from him. Those things are cool. Yeah. His <laughs> pet <laughs> tarantula, yeah.
2: We were in Sedona. <laughs> Holly and I were in Sedona 3 4 days ago and we were driving somewhere uh and uh, we saw a tarantula these things are so big. We're yeah. driving at thirty, forty miles an hour. I someone s- on the road. Oh yeah, crossing the highway. Cro- it, it wasn't like a highway. The, uh, it's so big. You had. I had a chance. I was driving. I had a chance cool. to slow the car down all the way to nothing. You did know, you pick in it front. Up? Of, no, I we did. We we looked at it, but we didn't. They're pretty uh,
3: harmless, actually.
2: I, they will bite you like a bee sting. Yeah. thing They won't. Oh, okay. They certainly won't kill you, but unless you're allergic. But you, I don't want to be. Yeah, want to be bitten by a bee? So stung by a bee. So it was like. Yeah. But uh,
3: I guess it's a certain time of year when they have a tarantula migration out there. Everyone says it's amazing. To Tens of if thousands. you go to certain parts of the desert or whatever, you see hundreds of them, like, walking, like, all in the same direction. Oh,
2: I'm not particularly oh, freaked you. out by spiders, but that, that, <laughs> that, would, would, that would freak me out. That would freak me out. That's pretty
0: yeah. cool. So you guys are out there. You take uh, you know Brian and Aaron out there, and, and Jesse Plemons who plays Todd. Jesse Plemons, great job, you've did a got, great job. Uh, you know these guys who playing who are playing our engineers, but you also brought back a familiar face.
2: Oh, <laughs> Mr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr, how fun was it uh, oh, working with Bill great. Burr again?
3: It was awesome.
2: Yeah, he was. So so, right. He is so he plays, damn funny. A, he plays right. the guy
0: whose whose truck is stuck out there on the on the tra- on the tracks. Yeah. Right.
2: He's a, he's a, did he do the, gave him a little uh, training to drive that thing right because he, yeah, he, he, it? It, yeah. right. he drove yeah he <laughs> drove yeah yeah
0: no I mean if if everybody will remember he is also the guy who uh, fooled Bogdan he was the EPA
2: the fake guy. EPA. Yeah. and he was part of the two man A team yeah that really uh, Saul Goodman sent in to get right. the, the get the check the IRS check from. For, uh, from Chris than, Cousins, yeah, from, uh, played uh, a, a, a Ted Ted, Ted Binsky, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Bill Burr is so damn funny. If you're not familiar with Bill Burr's uh, day job as a uh, stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. uh, you do yourself a favor. YouTube him, or you know, otherwise uh, educate yourself on. He is funny as he is funny as hell. He is so <laughs> damn funny. Bill Burr is great. We all all bunch of us went and saw him at the Largo. Uh, Theater here uh, This was last year God he was funny Just Just Like laughing so hard I couldn't breathe At a certain point He was so damn good He was fun out there too He was like He was like
4: the shirt. The
2: yeah. shirt. Yes. He loved the shirt. He said, he shirt. He said why did you pick this shirt? I was like, I, I can't do the accent, but he's got the Boston accent. He's like, hey, yeah. look at me. I'm That's a sure fucking right. cowboy. Hey. He's he's so damn funny. Fellow
3: Boston homeboy. It was nice to have him out there. Felt That's a, right, too. Felt the, home, yeah. Two of
2: y'all are here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Jen and uh, George, both you guys are both uh, from yeah. Boston, uh, right?
0: Go uh, yep. Yankees, yeah. by the way. Ooh.
2: Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But anyway Bill was great And and then a young man named Samuel Webb Who did an excellent job
3: Yeah he was the um, Our our dirt biker He was such a score for us Because not only was he a great actor But he Has a pet tarantula So he was completely tarantula friendly And he was able to pick (laughs) that thing up And wasn't freaked out by it And he rides in dirt bike competitions. So he covered all three bases. (laughs) And it was just like, wow. That was like, you know, on the one hand, you had like the train breaking down and the door flying open and all these other things happening. But that was like one just little bit of serendipity. And uh, he was was fantastic. Did you guys truck him in from here? He's from Albuquerque. And he was one of a bunch of people that we, uh, we auditioned out there and it was like, yeah, it was total score. Kira Kira Kira
2: Arai, who's our wonderful, uh, New Mexico casting, uh, director. Uh, she did a great job finding him and he's a, is a, a, just a very sweet young Mm -hmm. man, uh, who, uh, just did a great job. He's, uh, just did a wonderful was it was now all the stuff all the dirt biking because i wasn't there i was there for the train stuff but i wasn't there for the uh all him riding around on the dirt bike was that actually him doing all the riding
3: he did i would say he did about 75 percent of it you'll see in that teaser there's stuff where it's like you know they're going over a jump and stuff like that um and then i had a lot of stuff footage where I mounted like a video camera on the back of a helmet or on the side of it. And that was usually the kind of a stunt double who was Mm -hmm. like a a grown man, but kind of smaller. Yeah. So, but most of the stuff was, was him. Um, but there is some stunt double stuff in there.
2: That's that 5D that Jen was talking about, that little Canon DSLR. We, we yeah. use those video. Those use video I thought
0: you put a GoPro on them or something. No, no Go- the GoPros don't shoot uh,
2: the yeah. right frame rate. That's right, oh. yeah. GoPros are great, but they shoot 30 frames, mm-hmm. and we can't really use them. We shoot, we shoot motion picture film. We still mm-hmm. do. We're probably. The, what do you think, Dan? Are we the last show still shooting? Uh, film? There's,
4: there's a few others, but we are among the last. There's a few network shows, but it's a, it's a fast dwindling number.
2: <laughs> yeah, it makes me sad. Yeah. I'm very bittersweet yeah, about the whole too. thing. Yeah. Video is amazing. These little DSLRs that we augment our footage with. Which, by the way, we couldn't have gotten all the great footage on this show without the. Uh, <laughs> that was that was a. We funny. got a lot of footage. <laughs> we got a lot of footage <laughs> augmented from this DSLR because our. Grip department yeah. would, would, would hook up these crazy contraptions and stick for instance yeah. The we train. were, we were the sticking train. cameras
3: everywhere. We had on the train I had one above the horns, one by the wheels, one under the train, one stuck right in front of it, one on the wheels a bit back. So it was uh it was great and the Grip Department loved it. We came up with all these great one ways of, the, of where places to stick the camera <laughs>
2: can, uh, uh a fellow named ryan who's a great guy who's a, who's the uh, camera department's camera pa uh-huh uh, sort of uh, while you were directing the, the the big all the all the meaty stuff with the actors and whatnot while you're doing your job directing i had a little time and the train the beauty of a good thing about a train that's 800 feet long is that you can be shooting at one end of it and have people farting around at the other end of it. And right. You don't even have to even tell them to be quiet. It's the distances out there are so great you mm-hmm. wouldn't even hear someone talking in a normal voice while you're shooting at the other end of the thing. Right. So Ryan and I, with the help of the grip department, uh, we're we're setting up shots for you that you told us to get uh, mm-hmm. with my cam, my personal Canon 5D. <clears throat> and at one point we stick this thing on. Uh, we outrig it with some bunch of uh, arms. What do you call this? And gobo, or I don't know. I don't know all the terminology, but, but I say, how about we set it up here so we're looking at these particular wheels when the brakes go on and blah blah blah. And so these guys set it up, and uh, and then the train leaves. And the trouble with these little cannons is they only have like 12 minutes or 20 minutes or something of runtime, and then they turn off because the chip starts to overheat. Mm -hmm. So hit go in this thing, and then the train backs away. But these things move like glaciers half the time <laughs> these trains and then and then it's down at the other end they got to wait for some safety briefing or something and then by the time the thing gets going we you know the the the, the camera is just maddening because the camera's already shut itself off <laughs> but at one point the train goes away and it's two miles away and then i'm doing other stuff or i'm watching you what's this and then, <laughs> I <remember that>. well, <laughs> and then michael comes up to me i see all the, out of the corner of my eye i see i see a bunch of camera guys uh, talking to Michael Slovis our DP and then Michael comes up to me and he says hey Vince you, you know your, your your camera fell off the train <laughs> oh, and, I, 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 no. and I said ha 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 and he said no I'm serious your camera fell off the train and I said ha 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 and he, he said no I'm serious <laughs> 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 and it uh, the damn thing had getting sideswiped by uh, some Sage sagebrush or something <laughs> <laughs> exactly but this damn thing uh Was fine. Someone else's lens. I felt. uh, Although the lens seemed to be fine too. Everything fine. It was fine. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. Fell off a train going you know fifteen miles an hour. I
3: remember that because you were like, "It's my camera, but not my lens."
2: Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, I I worry more about the lenses." Typically, (laughs) depending on how much you know. Anyway, but uh, the damn thing kept working. Kept shooting with it.
1: Right after that, you gave me the uh, the most sage wisdom of the entire shoot, which was, you know what. Normally I'd be upset that my camera was, you know, getting filled with sand, fell off the train, but right now I just feel like the shot's more important than the camera. It's the, just worth more.
2: The shot, and it's, well, thank you. And it's true, the shot, you know, especially with the prices you can pay, you know, two, $3,000 for one of these DSLRs seems like a lot of money, but the shot itself is priceless. It yeah, really is. It's a
0: lifetime.
4: Yeah,
2: you get so one fantastic shot with this thing, it's it's worth 10 <laughs> times the price of well, the Which camera. shot was it? Well, there's a lot of fun stuff. There's early on. There's a shot uh, looking past the wheels. Actually, there's a shot in the show that might have been right before the camera fell off, is where you're kind of going through the weeds. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there's shots of the the trucks. I think I'm using terminology right. That's the four wheeled units uh, at the end right. of each uh, piece of rolling stock. The, those are the, 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 uh, the train and the,
3: wheels. The knuckles. Yeah, all those, pulling uh, the, the knuckles pulling yeah, all those yeah. little pieces that were really the break important. Break and all that. Yeah, you know? I mean that's the thing about this episode. It's all getting all these little pieces and then building it, and that's where the, the fantastic editing comes in because it's like you're out there and you're shooting it all, and yeah, yeah, and it's amazing when it all gets stuck together. And it's, it's. uh Well, you know, Skip McDonald did a yeah.
2: wonderful job cutting this, and Diane, we need to talk about <clears> all the more visual effects. In this episode, it was, a record, episode. It was a record, yeah. a, world 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 record. Mm-hmm. a world record. Your not a world record. Not a
4: world
2: record. And and speed up effects. Do those? Are you counting uh, those?
4: I think Kelly just beat that on five oh eight. Mm. But uh, 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 <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I think, I think oh. Kelly just beat the speed uh, up record good. on five oh eight. Okay, at five oh eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but my
0: next question for it was for Diane. So Diane, how much of it is not real? Um, it's all real. Tell, tell us. Tell us what had to be done though. Well, here's the
4: thing. I mean. It, it, and, and I just want to make sure everybody knows this. That train is 100% real. There is not one element of CG anywhere in this episode. They shot all of that practically. And and that is an unbelievable accomplishment, yeah. especially for television. television. <laughs> yeah. Especially
0: on our budget. We 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 are like we don't get that much money. Well, there was some
2: CG compositing. I the, mean, yeah, you know, yeah, Aaron yeah, yeah. Paul's no, no.
4: yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. There there's there's Every piece that was shot okay. is practical,
2: yeah.
4: and there's some CG. There's some computer wizardry. It's, you, CG means like we created a 3D element in yeah. you know C, no, in yeah. computer generated. Like all we had was like, a locomotive. Like, yeah, and, yeah, and a we made like a, a 3D model of a of a train car mm. or something like that. Yeah. We didn't do that. We did some rotoscoping and compositing mm. where we shot plates at the location. Uh, you know, the best example. The, the two biggest examples are uh, when Kubi is flagging down the train because, mm-hmm. for safety reasons, obviously you can't put your actor in front of an oncoming train or, um, or a
2: dump truck for that right. matter. Or a dump <laughs> truck, yeah. yeah.
4: So, mm-hmm. so they, you know, they shot a plate of Kubi with the truck, and then a separate plate of the train approaching the intersection, and then we put those together. Right. Um, and then Jesse. at the end, of course, when Aaron, when Jesse's under the train, um, we shot separate plates of. Aaron Paul, right, you know, and then also of the train moving, right. and then we cut those pieces out and put them together. And, and so. you know
2: what why we had together. to do that? Because he's a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been under that train. Yeah. He's small. He could fit. He could have we, fit uh, under that train like easily.
3: Well, we had an ongoing debate because there there is quite a bit of clearance there, and we were going to put a stunt man under there and uh, shoot the stunt man and, and have it just in. Done practically. Um, oh yeah, we talked about maybe There was not when when we actually got out there. I think there was not quite as much clearance as we thought we had um, because of just I guess the the what was going on there at the track was a little bit different than the, where we had measured it at you know sort of station. So um, it was it, it was close enough for it was going to be a problem. And, and so, you know you just can't. Just, you yeah. can't, can't stop a, a train, and you, you can't, can't stop a chain. It's completely unforgiving. Once it starts moving. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about that. I mean, safety was just a, a you know, it was it's a paramount. premium paramount concern, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it's just that thing is humongous. It's heavy, and it's just this. And the, there's the guy no running it, it. it, and the guy
2: yeah. running it is eight hundred feet away and yeah. can't see you. It can't see. And you. if the radio suddenly craps out right then at that moment and right. you can't talk to him and he can't talk to you right, right. just putting someone under that yeah. was an absolute and non-starter. it's
4: relatively simple and not that expensive in the grand scheme of things to just do it for
2: digitally. folks who don't know talk right. about how that was done
4: uh so so yeah we had our visual effects supervisor bill Pulaski, was out on set he was supposed to be there for two days but because the schedule <laughs> changed uh he was there for four days which is great because yeah. you know he was there the whole time and, great and, and, and new things came up and um, you know, I know that uh, things changed on the fly, so you know, it's great to have somebody out there that knows what has to be done later. Um, but yeah, so for, for they shot, you guys shot three angles, three different angles of, of Aaron. We right? had
3: yeah, we had the side angle, we had the it was overhead.
4: The, the reveal the shot, on. which I
3: really love, which yeah. was shot. We had that up on a, on a condor yeah. and shot both. So first we shot Aaron pretending the train was going over him and then sitting up, and then running down off the track, and then we just shot the train train. going over and wed those two, so. Uh, and i think that turned out great it turned yeah. out wonderful. Uh, i love yeah.
2: the best shot of all uh, to it's me the side is one. the side view Where yeah. Yeah. Right? you see yeah. the
4: the wheel's going over over him and mm-hmm. he throws the wrench like just right. at the last minute yeah. and save um, the wrench yeah <laughs> yeah exactly the
2: wrench was as big as his leg <laughs> that yeah. was a big that was a heavy <laughs> damn very wrench heavy that <laughs> was a big damn wrench
3: it was, it was and he actually would have needed to throw it out cuz it would have could probably got caught there, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> taken off his arm or something.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I got to tell fight. you, I, and all, yeah. all joking aside, because I was out there the four days, and we were up, the crew, all of us were standing on that trestle bridge. And if you look at that trestle bridge, it's got gaps between the, uh, mm-hmm. the timbers of, of at least – on some of them they're a little uneven some you know and the, all this stuff that trestle bridge was built in the 20s it's perfectly strong but the gaps between the timbers eight inches or so you could 10 right. inches on something you could probably yeah. fall between them and take all the skin off your front and back and still fall all the way through and maim sure, yourself. Sure. We were, there were so many ways, shapes, and forms sure, for somebody to get really yeah, badly right. hurt or yeah. killed. Forget the damn yeah. train. Even when the train wasn't there, yeah. you could go take a tumble down that hill. Rattlesnakes. I, I, I started to lose sleep over it. I'm so glad nobody got mm-hmm. hurt. I mean, and
3: we shot a lot under the trestle bridge while the train was going over top. Like that opening shot yeah, where they put the actors down there, and so you know you don't know if something's going to fall off the train or down from the track on, onto the people below the trestle bridge because it could fall through. Yeah, yeah
2: just bit. so much. Thank, that's so important. Obviously, it, it, we are so proud of this TV show. But at the end of the day, it's just a TV show. It's not Absolutely. worth anybody getting hurt over. And I'm so glad. Absolutely, we all breathe such yeah. sigh of relief when we when we all right. the last truck left. Right. You know, God, it was hot out there, it dusty. Was hot. Dust storms out there. Yeah.
3: And then the other, we also had a talking about stunt, and we had the stunt where Todd jumps off the train. That was a stunt man uh, who did, did a wonderful job. Job, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's all. That shot just, that just is what it is.
4: Yeah. We didn't do anything to that. Yeah.
3: Shot. And we, yeah, we set up about five different camera angles yeah, on that, was, that baby. You got to video and film and and uh, yeah. So we had it covered just on that one. That one take.
2: Yeah. yeah. It was hours of great footage, uh that unfortunately just one room for her in the show
3: yeah that was the, there's so many shots that it was like heartbreaking not to be able to leave in the show because it just would have been too long. not yeah. just that scene but just beautiful vista shots of the train going by to you know just different angles that were like really fat, interesting that you wanted to like cut in there but you know, yeah so but it was yeah. nice to have all the options and yeah you know.
2: and speed up but back to the speed up effects the the one thing that this, God bless these train guys, God bless their train but this train didn't go any faster than... Yeah. They said 20, <laughs> 20 miles an hour. That was if it had gone off a cliff. Mm-hmm. I'd say most of the time it was going like 8 miles an hour. Because, yeah. right. yeah. unfortunately, yeah. the, I mean, it, it's a perfectly capable train and a, and a safe one, and go ride it yes. next time yes. you're in Santa Fe because it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But it was, unfortunately, we, we had so many cars on it that we were taxing its abilities uh, right. horsepower-wise. And also because... The section we picked, which was best for the story and for visual reasons, was unfortunately uphill most of the time. Right. So so many speed effects uh, had to be uh, and then you did a great job. You and Bill Pulowski, Diane, did a great job. Talk about out the window past the engineers. Is there...
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. That was uh, there, all the shots of inside the cab looking out at the um, Right. Uh, as the engineers are seeing that there's something stopping the tracks. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't planned this way. It's just that the train was not moving fast enough and it didn't look da- remotely dangerous <laughs> it definitely looked like they'd be able to stop no problem yeah. for the, mm. for that truck on the train on the track so uh so yeah we ended up having those were kind of unplanned effect shots so that's Again, rotoscoped, and we put a mm-hmm. different background behind there that's moving faster. So
2: basically, rotoscoping means cutting out the person's head against the window. Uh, against the window, yeah. Right down to their little individual bits of hair. Yeah, and I stuff. mean, the best
4: you can. I mean, th- they were really tough because there's a lot of motion blur in there, and we, we, we shoot all moving cameras. I mean, our cameras are virtually never locked down. That's true. Um, and that makes it extremely difficult to do these kinds of shots. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, hopefully they look. I think I think they turned out great, you know, considering how the, where they came from. So. And the old
2: plates, the the speed the speed effect out the window was old stock footage from old stock footage old from, from some other something. Sony
4: movie somewhere. Yeah, yeah that we yeah, found somewhere. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it, it totally works. I mean, it's yeah. it's it, it made it made a huge difference in the suspense of that scene. I mean, oh, it, yeah. and I think that in general, th- I think that's why all of our visual effects right. work well is because they're always kind of in service sure. of the story. I mean, you know, if, if it it made that scene much more dramatic to have yeah, right. have the the train look like it was moving faster and, yeah. and it, right. it made a huge difference. And then
3: the other thing you had to do, which is not so sexy, but it's because we had, you know, I had we had cranes and condors and a lot of stuff shot from the top of this tanker, which is really quite high. Yeah. <laughs> We're just climbing up that alone, and we would put. Which is also dangerous. We'd put the camera crew up there to get the shots of Todd looking back down and doing the hatch and everything. But when you're up that high, your camera is looking everywhere, and you'd be like a house way off in the distance. Yeah, like how did yeah we had to go because the story the face was, was it's <laughs> so remote. But when you're up that high, you're getting stuff in there. There's like you know it has to be removed yeah. and, and uh,
4: yeah, we painted removed. out a lot of houses. and
2: cell
3: towers and yeah know, and that, production trucks that, so. happen again yeah because yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's yeah. a lot of trucks out there yeah. and you're looking for miles you know if the camera's up at all you're gonna see miles yeah. in the distance and yeah. there's, there's nothing you can do about it sometimes
2: yeah. i remember it's funny to so talk <laughs> about dark territory i remember michelle mclaren god bless her she's she's like guess what bill said the area we're shooting at not only is dark territory real just like george says it is but the where we're shooting is is in real honest to god dark territory. Isn't that cool? <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, Michelle. That means the crew can't communicate yeah. with one another. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. God bless her. She was uh, and she was uh, doing so much great work she was. with uh, she you was. were you were directing uh, your A unit, but then you were saying uh, because there was just not time enough to do it all. Yeah. Yourself. No. So you'd say to Michelle, can right. you direct the stuff with? Uh, yeah. Uh, Mike up by the uh, not not all of it, but right. certain yeah. scenes with because uh, you were uh, but some shots of Mike right. looking through the bushes. And there was uh, a lot
3: of stuff that had to happen simultaneously from like, great distance, like when we were shooting uh, the train stopping and the heist going on. You wanted to tie in, mm-hmm. for instance, if Todd is up there looking at the intersection, I wanted to tie in, you know, a shot of the the dump truck getting pushed, so you could play that together, and that was quite far away. Yeah. So you needed to have a crew over there shooting a truck while you're up there shooting Todd over the top. And that was the same thing with Mike. So it was like, you know, cameras had to be a couple couple places very far away at the same time and sort of working that out.
2: Just amazing. I, I look at this thing and I'm so damn proud of it for the work everybody accomplished. And you just kicked it in the ass, man. You didn't break no, thanks I, and know, Michael I, Slovis and his guys and Michelle and Melissa and Diane with all, and Bill Pulaski all the post production and you know uh, Dave Porter the music that um, was the either longest either. single exactly. music cue except yeah the music. longest
4: one we've ever had in the show thirteen or ever. fourteen
2: minutes yeah. or something. like a fourteen, yeah. 14 minute music cue yeah. all pretty much all of Act Four yeah. except for the the very, very the end, end yeah mm-hmm. because uh, as always on the show the most dramatic. Very often, the most dramatic moments of all go dry. Yeah. Uh, in other words, they go without music. And and certainly, the shooting of that little boy is uh, takes your breath away. And and perhaps even more so because there is no music telling you how to feel about it. Yeah. You don't need to be told how to feel about it. It's awful and and meant to be. Yeah,
0: yeah I wanted to. That was what I wanted to touch on that for a second. Um, uh, you know, the train is all really great, and we get to enjoy the whole Heisenberg thing. And basically, you have a very um, cryptic teaser because all it is is a kid and a kid we don't know who's just riding a dirt bike around somewhere we don't know and uh, and he doesn't come back basically until the very very end and I even when I read the the outline I was like whoa I was just in shock and I think everybody else will be in shock because you know the you know the, basically what you've done here is you've you've basically told us in the beginning of the episode what you're going to do. Not about the kid, but, you know, you've told us what you're going to do. Then you go out there and you, you've you explained why it needs to happen like this. You know, you're, you, the great scene that you have where, you know, Walt explains to Todd about why the, the water and that whole thing, which was fantastic because you get to clue us as an audience in. Mm-hmm. But so you've basically told us what you're going to do and then everything works. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have... The suspense of, oh, no, there's a guy, a good Samaritan's going to come, and is it going to screw up, and are we going to get enough? And, of course, you've got that suspense. But the kid is totally, you know, uh, uh, ancillary to this whole thing.
2: Out of left you know? field. Yeah. Totally. And you've yeah. completely
0: forgotten about you know, it by yeah, the time you're yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then all of a sudden, you've got that. So how did that <clears throat> come about in, you know, the breaking of this episode? You know... I mean, was the train, the train was the breaking, and then did did the did the basically the bookend come later, or did it come at first?
2: George might have a better way of putting this, but well, no, I think as far as the answer to your second part of your question first, I think the teaser came last in the breaking. Right? Yeah, because I know it did, before.
0: Yeah. You guys have talked about how like the teaser sometimes you don't come up with yeah right away sometimes it's the
2: last thing we come right. up with i don't like it to be that way i like doing things in a linear fashion not linear storytelling but i like just like i liken it to if you're building a house you're not going to start with a roof you're going to start with a foundation and i i feel like doing it in a linear fashion feels more proper and correct and yet nonetheless this last season very often we'd We'd, right. we'd skip the teaser and say, "Let's just get going into the meat of this thing. We'll figure mm-hmm. out the teaser later." And that indeed was the way we broke this one because, because we we realized at the end of it all, the kid can come out of left field and yet he can't completely come out of left field. If you know what I mean, we right. we have to have established him right. way back when so that we, you know, hopefully at that point we've forgotten. I think we got, and then yeah. and then instantly, as soon as you see him, oh I oh man, the guy, bad. the kid from the teaser. Oh man, I. Oh, where is this going?
3: Yeah, you know, so yeah, and we wanted to get get to know him a little bit and sort of, yeah. you know, yeah.
2: But he, um, I guess, as far as why why end it that way? Of course, it, it bodes uh, large, big drama looms. You of know, course. lots of big drama looms after that happens. But also with this show, I mean. <laughs> There is no celebrating for very long on well, yeah, uh, Breaking Bad. What, what are the
3: consequences? What are the unintended consequences? And this whole heist was they went through great lengths to, to do it this way because they didn't want. To have to kill witnesses, and yeah, sort and, of it. and yeah. they just yeah, made it's just, you can't plan on, yeah. on the contingencies that yeah, by happen. the
0: skin of their teeth because they yeah. almost got discovered, they almost didn't work, and it almost you know, and and you get to you as an audience, you know, you get to root for them, mm-hmm. and it's exciting, and then all of a sudden there's this, and then Todd takes out a gun and shoots a kid, and I mean even I mean unfortunately I don't get to enjoy it like our fans are going to get to enjoy it, but even reading it was like, oh. Shit, but of course that—you need that to spur on, yeah. you know, your next piece. It was—I thought it was, to me. I, I, please don't take this the wrong way, George. I mean, I loved every single frame of this thing, but to me, that was the 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 coolest thing on the episode was the fact that oh my god, this came out of left field, and oh my god, look what what they've done. you know and it's just you know like i said please you know i loved it i loved it but i just thought that little key was like oh that was the part that i wasn't expecting
3: good i think that's how we bro i think we 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 were like we got this great heist but what what does it mean to this tenuous partnership between these guys yeah yeah how how does it amp up this conflict that we had established between Mm -hmm already established between between them and it was like this is like the worst thing that could happen to Jesse who cares so much about right. kids and how does how what's Walt's reaction, what's Mike's reaction, what's Jesse and it just created this whole when we came up with the idea of this innocent the most innocent witness you could possibly, you know, being a byproduct of this and, and that this happening, I think it really snapped for us that yeah. okay, this is what this is what's gonna spin us off,
0: and yeah. so did it that like real did into that the next few episodes and before the teaser then did that did the ending did the ending come before the teaser
2: oh I think very much so yeah okay. no we 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 knew fairly early on i mean I'll say <laughs> it again there is there is no celebrating for very long on breaking bad there there the unintended consequences uh tend to pile up, and um yeah, I mean you know <laughs> it's i it would be a it'd be a that'd be a red letter day if they uh, there was an episode with a truly happy ending. I mean, you know, even. And I'm at,
4: trying to imagine what it would feel like if the episode ended with them like just celebrating, celebrating at the end yeah. of this, and it just doesn't feel right at yeah.
2: all. Well, you know the closest we've come, I suppose, is is uh, the last episode of season four, where Walt says I've won, yeah. and yeah. and you're like, yeah. But then you kind of <clears> we're <throat> we're good at pulling the rug out from under right. people because cause then you, the you, last you see, shot you see,
4: is you, yeah. well, and you see you see Skylar. After he says that,
2: like, right? Oh my God! What? the... Fuck? Yeah, but but if you if not for that last shot of that episode, yeah. you could you could make a could valid still, argument yes. that that was a happy ending. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you see, and it's depending on how you look at it. But then you realize, oh my God, you know the the, the monster, right. the real at the real cost? monster. Yeah. At what cost? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You have the at what cost, and that is a uh, at the, as you just put it, well put the at what cost moment, and that is a very similar. Uh, theme here at you know okay they got their thousand gallons of methylamine but yeah. at what cost now now jen can you swear in a stack of bibles that uh, all this uh the, the the water and the the all that stuff is uh, correct
1: uh, i'll i will do so
2: yeah yeah
1: i feel pretty good about it
2: so, so so the point like he says at one point okay 300 gallons of methylamine is already in now start the water now so because you guys figured out how quick the water would sift through Mm-hmm. Dr.
1: Donna really helped with that. That's crazy. She, we, That's yeah. some
0: crazy like con- calculus right there.
2: Dr. Donna Nelson at the University of Oklahoma. She helps us out so much with her chemistry. So she, you talked to her about this stuff,
1: right? In vague terms, we didn't want to give away the heist. So I said, so if I had a giant vat of methylamine and I wanted to dilute it, how fast would it dilute? And she said, well, I need to know more about it. And I said, okay, how about if it was twenty-four thousand gallons? How quickly would it dilute? And she gave me a little bit of an idea, and then it it worked totally. You know, how you're you planning. figure that
2: stuff out, like like how fast gravity, how fast the heavier. Yeah water That's, sifts through the lighter.
1: Right. We knew because the water was heavier that it would sink down. But because there's so much methylamine in there, it was going to take a little bit of time.
2: Wow.
3: Right, so that he could be taking methylamine out of the bottom but not have it be diluted because yes. he's filling at the top because it would take so long for right. the water to get down. But and the
1: methylamine you know. starts first. We don't add, add the
3: water. First. water that's why he had water. it starting later. That's why it starts the The water later. starts later because he doesn't want the water to flow down to the bottom and foul the methylamine he's getting out of the bottom.
2: Yeah. My only thing yeah. I have a slight, a little yeah. bit, of, I have to wink at, kind of, I have a little bit of hard time buying is I, I got to think that the uh, the gravity uh, forcing the methylamine out down the mm-hmm. hill would be pouring out a lot quicker than that little pump would be able to pump the water up the hill. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit of a buy. You got to, a little bit of a, you know, a forbearance. You got to allow, well, allow I loved, us there. Yeah.
0: When I was, when when Mel and I were watching it yesterday, I think it was, was it yesterday? It was two days ago? Two days ago. When we were watching it, um, and and it was done and you know, they were done and the generate it was I guess is the pump kept going. It's a pump, like, yeah. Why does that pump keep going? I'm like, Oh, how genius is that? So you don't hear the kid drive up on the dirt bike. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very cool. Was that like mm-hmm. obvious, or was that like a you know serendipitous afterthought? How did that?
2: Ain't nothing obvious. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: where, where a lot of work were, goes into when you were this writing, shit. Writing when you were breaking the episode because I'm like, wow, that is so great. It didn't even occur to me. I didn't remember reading that part. And yeah. I was like, why is the pump still going? They need, is, need to turn the what? pump yeah,
2: off. No, this is a, yeah, this in is in six, there. you know, six seven people counting me in a room together. Yeah. Just just saying. What if it's this? And then someone else says, well, wait, wouldn't it be better if it was this? And then someone else mm-hmm. says, well, what if it was this? You know, just it's an additive an additive process. Yeah. Yeah. the hive mind. Your hive mind going. Yeah,
3: it was about, the it was about masking the sound of the kid's motorbike so yeah. that, you know, it made sense that they didn't notice him before. Right.
0: That, I just uh, thought it yeah. was just genius. I mean, like right. I said, I loved every frame. But, but like... The, the the train robbery, you told us how it was gonna happen, you told us why it needed to happen, you told us everything about it, and then we get to experience it with them. That was the one thing that came out of left field and it just I think it's gonna blow people's minds.
2: That was the most important and dramatic thing to come yeah. out of left field. Of course the Good Samaritan showing it up. Mm-hmm. That was the that's what you think is the fly in the ointment yeah. and right. indeed it is mm-hmm. and then Jesse almost gets run over by a train and but right. then but then you're like they pulled it off yet again by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. You know, and then and then the real, dramatic unknown oh, re- rears its head. Well, yeah. and
4: also let's just talk about like. Walt could have settled for less than 1,000 gallons. Oh, no, that's what he he could have. He maybe could have was, done he that. He was the danger, Walt, too. So we yeah. know he's not going to do exactly,
2: that. Exactly right. Damn the
3: torpedoes, yeah. full steam ahead. And, so, and uh,
2: Also, meanwhile, he's trying to get some trade war with China in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blame, so, bl- bl- blame China. Blame China.
0: <laughs> so we got three left before we break for, right. for uh, a half a season. Yes. Any spoilers, Vince?
2: Just,
0: Who are you yeah. talking to? He spoils. Sometimes he spoils on these things. Sometimes he goes to throw a spoiler out there. So
2: I thought maybe. Uh, no, I have. I actually in these, I've been. I've been given a little hint. I've been. I've been pretty. What did I say last I week? I
0: think you were talking we're about Jesse James last week. Jesse James. Yes, I did. <laughs> I think That's, it was the week before or something like no,
2: that. Yeah, yeah, it was something about Jesse James. Jesse James. What? What? What little? Hint Not a spoiler But a hint What hint could I give For someone who's actually Sat through this entire thing Mm. Uh, Hint Hmm. about next week Uh, Hint about next week Hmm. I I tell you you, It's a damn good one next week I tell tell you that for sure Uh, Jenny Hutchison wrote it Uh, Colin Buxey directed it Did a hell of a job Colin Buxey's our director Who did the moment That Jane died Choked to death While Walt, Walt was watching I think this is either his third or fourth episode. Hmm. Did a great job. What's a good What's a good? Hint? Electricity.
0: Electric.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, electricity. <laughs> electricity yeah, yeah. will
3: have a role. <laughs> yes. Ele- Somehow.
2: Electricity will science, have, uh, science. in scientific terms and dramatic terms, mm-hmm. electricity will, will have a, uh, hey, that's a good one, Kelly. That's a good hint.
1: Electricity
2: will, <laughs> will, will, will play a, uh, a pretty dramatic uh, part in next week's episode. All right. For those keeping score. Right.
0: (laughs) So, thank you, everybody. This was great. I appreciate everybody being here. Thank you. thank you. Jen. Thank you. George, Diane.
2: Thank you. Thanks. And uh,
0: we will reconvene on what is next week's called?
2: Next week's episode 506 is called Buyout. Buyout.
0: That's exciting. You know what? I will say there's another little spoiler. It's both uh, dramatic and funny. It's got some comedy in it, some really cool. It's
2: got, story. actually, it's got a scene that uh, the guys in the mix stage, or, or good friends on the mix stage, do such a good job making the show sound so damn good. Uh, I think they were laughing hard. That
4: was the hardest they've laughed all season. Yeah. <laughs> this, Without question. All there, day long, multiple
2: times. <laughs> there, is a, there is a scene, that absolutely delightful and scene. And I think
0: the fans will be excited to see that. That's a scene where we've get, we've gotten people together that haven't been together for a while. Yeah. That's great.
2: That is a scene that uh, I think uh, people are going to absolutely be talking about. It's quite fun. Yes.
0: All right, so there you go. Spoilers. Um, Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we will see you next week with with Buyout. Um, uh, Thanks again, and let's go break bad.
5: Cool.